thwomp, thwomp, thwomp. The rotor blades of the Black Hawk were the backdrop over the wind whistling through the chopper. Steady like a heartbeat in the night, the noise sliced through the darkness surrounding the mad dogs. Their only illumination came from the instrument panel in the cockpit. The unit ignored that dim light and focused their attention on the dark ground that sped by below. Fifteen minutes to drop, the pilot's voice broke through the silence. Insertion point clear of hostiles, another voice informed the unit through their earpieces. Copy that, Liberty. O'Toole acknowledged their surveillance plane's recon member. Fifteen minutes until my first Delta mission, Brian thought with a tinge of nervous excitement. Mad Dog mission, Marcus corrected across their mental link. Marcus's voice in his head reminded Brian to employ his mental shields. Like closing the door to a bunker, he closed off his thoughts from Marcus. It was still an exercise he had to consciously deploy. However, Marcus assured him that eventually those shields would always remain in place and he would have to consciously lower them to communicate across the link for others to hear him. That day couldn't come soon enough. He could only mentally speak with Marcus, but that would change, at least when he was in wolf form, once he claimed the others and they claimed him. Brian was no longer disgusted by the idea of the sex he would need to engage in with the remaining mad dogs in order for the claiming to take place. He wasn't as opposed to the thought as he had been just a few days ago, but he wasn't in any hurry to complete the acts either. And to think forty-eight hours ago the thought of having sex with men repulsed me. From straight to gay, just like that. Brian purposely pushed any thoughts of his former straight status away. He had no desire to feel the intense revulsion, again, that accompanied thoughts of sex with women. Marcus had not lied about the desire for women disappearing, even if he did not mention how physically ill the thoughts would make him. Forty-eight hours was not nearly long enough to adjust to the life changes that had been forced upon him. In fact, according to Marcus, his initiation into the Mad Dogs had been severely cut short. Usually, the unit was allotted two weeks in the state forest for a turning. Marcus explained how that gave the new Mad Dog time for the claiming and to adjust, time to learn how to work with the unit and get used to their new abilities. Brian only hoped he wouldn't hamper the unit due to his training being cut short. It was bad enough that he had been fast-tracked through the operator training course for Delta, but now it seemed he was being fast-tracked as a mad dog as well. Marcus assured him he wouldn't hinder the team when he taught Brian how to access the sniper's mad dog memories. Not that Brian had much time to explore that database, as Marcus called it, before they were briefed on their mission. Upon returning to Fort Bragg, they reported immediately to McCormick, Cordick, to the Mad Dogs. Brian had yet to learn how their CO earned the nickname. He was sure it was in the Mad Dogs' memory somewhere and made a mental note to check after the mission because right now he had more important things on his mind, like the mission brief. It was like hundreds he had already been through before as a ranger. Almost. Four civilians have gone missing in the Riffian Mountains. McCormick stated as he leaned over a table-sized map of the area. We believe they were captured and need to be retrieved unless they are compromised. Brian watched the rest of the Mad Dogs and tried to understand what was actually being said while he looked at the map under McCormick's hand. The Swiss Alps. Snow mission, then. This would be a first. The civilians are geological scientists and we believe they accidentally stumbled into Aramaspi territory.
Our Mosby? Brian had never heard of the group before. Marcus sent him the image of large, muscular, one-eyed men, and Brian could not keep his jaw from dropping in the feeling of shock that such beings really existed from filtering across their link. Usually, the Aramaspi remain secluded, but there is speculation that they have joined the organization. McCormick frowned. Brian felt like he was listening to a foreign language, even though McCormick was speaking English. He watched his other teammates, and none of them looked happy about that bit of information. What is the organization? Brian asked Marcus through their telepathic link.